Hello and welcome to Media MD, where each fortnight we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And this fortnight, did I say week or fortnight? It's fortnightly. If I say, I, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. It's fortnightly. We can, uh, I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. Um, so yeah, this fortnight I'm coming to you with a TV show. It's a TV show called Over the Garden Wall. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Do you want to get it out of the way? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So the reason Ruben knows about this show and is able to recommend it to me is because I, in fact, showed it to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was a there was just a GIF posted on Reddit. It was a it was a video clip. It was a YouTube clip. Okay, yep, of, of something. So a funny line from the show: the horse saying he likes to steal. He wants that's to right. Steal. And then I sent that to you uh, yep. and was like, "This show looks funny." Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got caught up in Orange Is the New Black, mm-hmm. and now you're coming to me recommending. The show that I showed you. Now, I just want to say one thing about that, which I think justifies my actions, and that is a time-honored phrase, you snooze, you lose. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I was in America when you recommended me this show, and uh, I was staying with my girlfriend, and you sent me the link, and we we watched it together, and straight away we were just like, all right, let's watch this show. And so over the next two days, we just binge-watched the entire show. Um, It's not a long show, and then I messaged you saying... You know, should we do this for podcast? And you had not seen it. So I told you not to watch it. And <laughs> yeah, you snooze, you lose is the moral yep. of the story, Elliot. Over the Garden Wall. It's, it's a short show. It's, I think it's eight, maybe 10 episodes that are, I think, 20 minutes each. Okay. So it's a very short and self-contained story. Um, it's almost more of a mini series. Yeah. It's, yeah, a mini series is how I describe it. And look, I'm very wary of re- recommending you too many kids shows on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but. This is one is definitely aimed at younger audiences, but it's something that everyone can really get something out of because okay. I think the one word I would use to recommend to, to describe this show is stylish. It just kind of oozes this, this style. It's very fairy tale, very brothers grim kind of story. Um, not as dark as they would get. It kind of has elements of darkness in it, but it's definitely just kind of a whimsical journey with a serious undertone to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I describe it as a very good show. Uh, it definitely each episode kind of is their own self-contained little part of this fable. Uh, okay. but it, each part definitely contributes to the overarching story, which is this. And I don't think I'll spoil it for you when I say it's about a brother, uh, two brothers, an older brother and a younger brother who get lost in the woods and have to find their way out of the woods. Okay. And that's it. And the whole journey is just them trying to find their way out of the woods. They kind of get pretty sidetracked along the way, (laughs) I think is obvious obvious (laughs) to say. Um, Yeah, and it's definitely a show which has a pedigree behind it. Um, So the show was uh, created by Patrick McHale. Do you know that name? No. He worked on Adventure Time for a long time. Early Adventure Time, I think. And then he left to do this, I think. So this show is maybe one or two years old. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. um, It definitely has that kind of Adventure Time feel to it where, yeah, I describe it as Adventure Time-esque where the characters are going through these situations that are pretty lighthearted. Maybe there's some dark undertones, but the characters don't really know, notice yeah, them. Yeah, they're just that, treating them as these what, face value, lighthearted adventures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that really comes out to, especially the older audience members, a lot. Um, and so it's animated and it has uh, voice actors, including Elijah Wood, oh, who yeah. you will know yeah. from 
Wilfred. Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, yes, Rings. that as well. <laughs> I prefer Wilfred, where he's interacting with a guy in a dog suit who everyone else thinks is a dog, which is a great show. Have you seen maybe Yeah, I have seen Wilfred. Um, maybe I've seen can't this... get that to you on another episode no. of the podcast. I've seen the Australian one. I haven't seen... I think they did, like, a US Yeah, one. so it originally was an Australian show, yeah. and then Elijah Wood was in the US remake. Yeah. Anyway, that's Elijah Wood. Uh, there's also John Cleese oh, from wow. Monty Python, yep. who is in... Uh, he basically does a number of guest roles he voices a surprising number of female characters okay um and then there is christopher lloyd who oh, wow. is doc brown from back to the future he's yep. one of the main characters in the show and there is also tim curry oh as yeah well does guest voices so there's a lot of people who are in weird yeah it's a lot of weird <laughs> voice acting uh pedigree yeah. yeah um and it comes together to make a way it this show is very stylish and it is very well made at its core. It's just a well, a really well made and well put together show. And you can tell from like the opening sequence, which kind of looks like the front cover of a fairy tale all the way to the end. It's just well made the whole way through. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Um, one thing I will have to warn you about though is the ending of the story. Okay. Uh, so they, spoiler alert, they find their way out of the woods. <laughs> Ruined, it's ruined. Um, no, they find their way out of the woods, uh, but there is this whole overarching story which has been going on through the entire thing about this mysterious shadowy figure called the Beast, who okay. is, you know, evil, incarnate, etc. Um, and that kind of resolves kind of in an unsatisfying way, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, you know, maybe we can talk about the ending after you've watched it, because there are some things that I'd like to say about it, but... Uh, okay. Yeah, just enjoy the ride and uh, enjoy where it goes. It resolves, maybe not super satisfying, but in a pretty satisfying way. And you do kind of get a bit of where are they now with the characters. Yeah. Um, so they kind of build this. At its core, it's about these two brothers, but they kind of build up their ramshackle group as they go along. Sure. Who stay in the woods, and then you kind of get this where are they now, where are they now at the end, uh, which, is, which kind of resolves the character stories in an interesting way. Okay. So, one more thing I want to touch on, which may be a recurring theme amongst our podcast, is the title of the show, <laughs> Over the Garden Wall. It kind of is also a nonsensical title. This kind of seems to be a running theme for things that we've <laughs> talked about. Um, I guess in the sense that it takes place in a, a wood, a heavily wooded area, that kind of makes sense, but... uh there's no walls, not really, no <laughs> gardens, I don't know. It's probably It's probably like an expression or something. See, I've heard down the garden path, yeah, which might apply to this story, but I don't know. Anyway, putting that aside, anything, any final questions you have about any suggestions? Well, so I guess you, you talk about how they're two brothers and yes. all that. Two are brothers. They, are they human? And then <laughs> Um They're human, yeah. So okay. it's very much a fairy tale set in a fantastical world. One of the other main characters who you meet very early on is... A bird, a talking bird. Okay. Um, but and there's a talking horse in it as well. But do all like is it is it like is it special that it's a talking horse? It is special. Yeah. Okay. Most animals do not talk. It's okay, it's cool. set in our world, but there is just this kind of magical woodland area where so anything like, is possible. So it's like a yeah, Brothers Grimm. Yeah, but, it's very much like that. Where it's but the Disney basically style go into it thinking this obeys the rules of our world. Whoa, what the fuck? A bird can talk, and the characters are very much like. What you can talk, you know. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll give you uh, two weeks to get through it. This one should be pretty easy to get through. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Let's do it. All right.
Um, I mean, <clears throat> so, you know, this one was... Did you get through it? Yeah, I got Elliot. through it. Did um, you get through it? It's 10 episodes. They're only about 11 minutes long. So it, it actually, it's it's essentially movie length, the, yeah. whole, the whole show. The whole show. Uh, so I actually, I pretty much did the whole thing uh day after we recorded, because mm-hmm. it, uh, it was a Sunday. And now you've had two weeks to reflect on yes. your thoughts. <laughs> and and so on that note, I, I don't think we've had a negative review oh no yeah have we um oh boy i mean i'm just gonna sort of open with this i reckon i'd give this one maybe a four oh that's or harsh. a five out of ten i think this is the first one that that we haven't agreed on mm. um i yeah i mean i guess so going I back did, to, i did not expect that, that was <laughs> yeah. drama um I guess going back to to what you were saying last time about how you sort of felt it was adventure timey um mm. I would think like one of the things I really like about the shows like like Adventure Time and probably even to a, uh, another extent like the Avatar: The Last Airbender mm-hmm. is they've got those layers which really work for children, mm-hmm. um, and then as as an adult, there's also those subtle layers that work in that you can appreciate, and those sort of work together quite well. Mm. When I was watching Over the Garden Wall, I really got the impression that it was trying to do that, but I felt that neither came across. Mm. I felt like I. Like the parts that were meant to be for adults, I wasn't enjoying, and I also felt like that the they were interfering with the the childish aspects aspects of it. So I got the impression that even if I had like a young kid next to me, they wouldn't have been enjoying it as well. Like, okay, so now that you're through it, now that we're into the spoilery part of the yeah. episode, we can talk about more specifically the overarching plot. Um, yeah, which I want to touch on. There is the uh, there is John. What's his name? Doc Brown's character. Uh, like the, the woodsman. Yeah. And he is like this woodcutter, basically. Yeah. He's like the woodcutter from, from Little Red Riding Hood, essentially. Yeah. Um, and he is kind of in this conflict with the villain. The beast. The yeah. beast, who is this kind of shadow figure. And basically what comes out throughout the episodes is that the beast has kind of tricked him into chopping down the woods. To keep um, his lantern To keep on. his lantern lit, which is protecting the soul of his daughter i think yeah. um but it's not just trees it's trees that are formed from like lost adventurers that kind of twist into trees yeah and then chops. so he's basically needs... tricking people into dying and then killing them and getting their oil it's very complicated but yeah it, it sort of it all really comes to shape right at the end there yeah the final one or two um, and then there is a great moment uh, I, I got a good laugh out of the bit where he essentially makes the the shadow beast makes that offer to the the older brother yeah, and he's sort of like, uh, "You can keep this lantern, and I'll put your little brother's soul in it, and then you can spend eternity with him. You just have to chop down all the trees." Yeah, and and you know the, the brother's just sort of like that. That's, that's stupid. A terrible idea. <laughs> he's like, yeah. "That's really stupid," and just like so that throws it over. And that, that was the ending, moment. The resolution of the ending, it's kind of like they build up to this conflict at the end, and then the conflict is just the woodsman and the beast are in their own little conflict, and Elijah's wood is just like. I don't want any yeah. part of this. We're just going to do our own I'm thing. Out. See you later. It's um, a weird, very weird resolution, but I, I kind of liked. Anyway, yeah. now that we've got that out of the way, talk more about... Yeah, well, I, I just, I guess, I assumed... So we talked a bit about the title, where, where the Over the Garden Wall could have come from. Mm. So I actually kept, kept my eye out for that. And so in the last two episodes, you, you start to get... Uh, the brothers. Yeah, before, before, they, before the, yeah. they were in the woods. Because the show starts with them... Just as they're realizing they're lost, basically. Yeah. And um, 
and you know there is like there was a wall in the cemetery that they were in that they climbed over, uh, and it was sort of after they fell out. So I, is I guess that's that the wall, unless the wall's a metaphor. That I think that's the wall. Right. Uh, because it's after they go over that wall and they almost get hit by a train that they end up in the water where you eventually find out that the whole thing was some sort of dreamy, maybe not a dream because yeah. they shared it, but yeah. you know, one of those like Narnia, Alice. Narnia esque, yeah, um, very Narnia esque. In Wonderland type of journeys. Um, but I didn't mind sort of the, the wrap up of Shadow Beast. Like, I feel like we got some sort of explanation, even if it didn't culminate. It wasn't, it wasn't a full battle. explanation, but it was enough. Yeah, it, yeah, I thought it was enough. And yeah, you got that sort of happy ending then, for everyone. Well, sort of. The characters kind of all, because there is this kind of weird budding romance between a talking bird and the older brother <laughs> in a weird way. And then at the yeah. end, they kind of go in their own ways. So it doesn't resolve in a way that you would expect it to. It kind of resolves in the way that makes the most sense where everyone just kind of it's building up and then nothing really sort of everyone everything goes back to normal yeah which was sort of what they were trying to do mm. like for the whole show like with beatrice as well she was trying yeah, to get she was trying to get to, back, turn, turn back, back into human so i mean yeah i, I thought well, the whole point of their journeys is everyone sort of did want to get back to the way things were and, yeah and then they got there like normally in these sorts of stories though eventually people realize that things weren't perfect the way they were and and they go with new things that didn't really happen. That never really happened, yeah. Even though you but could I'm, kind of feel like it was yeah. edging towards that, it never really got there. Yeah. But no, I, um, the animation style, um, I also felt like that was kind of mis- mishmashed. Oh, really? So the, the, the background pictures were all very like classy, and so the way mm. you were talking about, like it's, it's, it's very much, it looks like it's just lifted from a Brothers Grimm, yeah. uh, Grimm book. Like they're, they're all very, it's a very nice art style. But it kind of contrasts with the things that are in the foreground, which mm-hmm. are the characters. Of, yeah, and, and, and even like objects, like the things that are in the foreground tend to be drawn in a very, um, like just a classic cartoon style, like a, a lot like Gravity Falls. Yeah. Um, and I actually found that that was kind of a mismatch. Like mismatch. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't like, I, I sort of felt like they should have kept it because it, it started to make it really obvious what was in the background and what was in the foreground and yeah. stuff like that. So you felt like the style of the show didn't quite land yeah. for you. Yeah, and I mean, that was just sort of that vibe I was getting from the whole show. Like, I talked about the, the adult-child relationship yeah. thing as well. It, the whole show just felt to me like it was trying to be everything, and to me it came out not really not doing anything well. any of the marks. That yeah. Trying um, to do too much. So, yeah, like, I just I just was quite, quite whelmed. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I don't think we've ever had a conflicting opinion. I no. mean, I can see where you're coming from, for sure, but I felt like... I guess the reason I liked it is because of its style. I, mm. I feel like you're saying the substance didn't land and the style didn't land. Just, yeah. just didn't land at all. I don't know. That's a bit of a weird... I mean, I guess the thing with something like this is I ended up like marathoning the whole series in one sit-down. Mm. Um, so it's possible something like that, you know, like when you watch something in one go, depending on like your, your mood or like just how things are that morning, that can affect your, your viewing. <laughs> you so, in a very fairy tale mood. I, I don't know. See, I thought, like, I, I don't think that was the case here, but it could be. But mm. I just, I don't know. You're I just try to assign some kind of explanation <laughs> for why I liked it and you didn't. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I got through it and I was just, yeah, I just didn't really think that there was, there was more, like, and because, because it only took that morning after we recorded, mm. uh, I watched it on Hulu and Hulu then immediately recommended me Gravity Falls, which I hadn't <laughs> seen. And so I watched like five episodes of that, uh, just after. And I, 
thought that was that was basically a much better job of mm, what this was. Interesting. So maybe I should have brought Gravity Falls to you. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I actually because that is a very good show. It is, well. and and I thought I thought it was trying to do very similar things, and I think it did a much better job. Mm. I guess that's true. Um, Gravity Falls, towards the end of its run, gets way more serious and way more focused on a central story. Okay. Whereas towards the start, it's kind of like, now we're investigating this, now we're investigating that. And I can see where that would be a very okay. similar to... Yeah. Well, but I, kind of more... As I said, I, I've only gotten a couple in, but uh, so we shouldn't talk about it too much. Yes, but, um, okay. <laughs> no but, spoilers. Uh, but the, the ending of Gravity Falls is, I think, some of the best TV. I, yeah, I've heard good things about the that. Fin- but, the yeah. end of season two is like insane. It's like a body horror, crazy, like... But anyway, anyway uh, I guess back just, to yeah, the show that we're talking about this just, time. Just based on the five five first episodes of Gravity Falls, I really felt like the two shows were trying to do quite similar things, and yeah. I felt like Gravity Falls was doing a much better job. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one of the things I, I, I did quite like the character of Beatrice, like, mm. she Who's definitely... bird. Yeah, so she really added the good humour uh, into yeah. the show. Like, uh, especially she had, she had that kind of... She was often that dead pen where she was always that character sort of going, does, does anyone else realise how fucking weird this all yeah. is? Um, well, one thing I want to talk about with Beatrice is they meet her at the very beginning and she promises to lead them to, like, the lady of the forest who will help yeah, them escape. and then that turns out to have been a lie. Yeah, she's been trying to trick them to being eaten by this witch, basically, because the witch has turned her family all into birds and she wants to be able to turn them back into humans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she ends up sort of wussing out because she likes the kids. Because she grows to like the kids over yeah. this time. and kind of develops a romance with, with Elijah Wood's character in See, a very weird I didn't way. pick up on that. You didn't feel that? No. Mm, I mean, I, 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 I just saw it as sort of a friendship because they were often arguing and, and, and yeah. fighting and then they'd sort of come together. But I, I didn't pick up any sort of romantic really? aspect to that. Maybe no. that was just me. I, I felt like oh, I, I... It could have gone over my head. Mm. could have gone over... Your head's cut on the wall. <laughs> and with that, let's oh. wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. um, is there anything happen. else that you want to... <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I guess I guess Christ. the other thing is, in all these sorts of uh, kids' animated shows, yeah. you tend to get, uh, so I'm thinking, going back to Gravity Falls, you got uh, Mabel. Mm-hmm. And then in who's the, the silly character? Yeah, and in Adventure Time, you sort of got Finn. You got that character who's sort of oblivious and is often causing the trouble just because of, like, of their obliviousness. They're, they're getting the, mm-hmm. the group into trouble. And so what the kid, the younger the brother younger in the brother, team... He was only like four or five years old. Yeah, he fulfills that role in this. And I, for some reason, I found him much less likable than I normally yeah, find did out. You, the, did that, his the, character great on you? Yeah, he, he really did. Like, because he was, that's the thing. He was so oblivious and, and uh, pointless like mm. that it just like... All he was doing was causing trouble, whereas, like, normally your oblivious characters, like, they, they tend to step up and, and do and something. And he, 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 he wasn't doing that as much. I just sort of Cause in, found him quite annoying. In shows like this that kind of toe the line between kids' entertainment, or family entertainment and more darker themes, there mm. always has to be... A lot of kids' shows nowadays are taking that tone of, like, random stuff happening, blah, 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 and there's a character who is kind of quirky and will always have... Yeah. Random things. And, and does obviously that character. And yeah, because they, they don't appreciate the the gravity of all these issues. Yeah. And, and you know, and that's sort of what helps keep it lighthearted and helps like. Because keep, there is this character that 
is always very light and kids can always kind of relate to. Yeah, and, and so, like, there's all this serious stuff going around and there's just, like, some kid running around with a teapot on his head and it's, like, so it's still light-hearted. Um, <laughs> or with a frog on his head or whatever is on his head for yeah. this episode. That, yeah. was, that, was, that was one of my favourite recurring jokes, was that uh, the frog had a different episode every name. Sorry, a different name, name every episode. One of, and the other thing with the frog is... He's with them the whole way. Oh, and then, then you find out he can talk. talk the entire time and he just hasn't been talking, which I like. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, the show, the show had some good moments, but yeah, like, overall, I just... It just felt like it was too much of it a mismatch. It felt a bit flat for me. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about it? No, I think, I think that's pretty much everything. All right. So next time, I have to remember, don't recommend things that are stylish and fun. <laughs> <laughs> what, what rating that's did a, you give it again? I, I'd give this... Uh, Four and a half. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, that's harsh. harsh. Yeah. Well, what rating would I, I give? Guess I'd to, probably give it... If I had to give it a very quick review that's sort of pointed to this, I, I would not recommend this to a friend. I'd probably give yeah. it... I keep giving everything a seven, but I guess I'd probably give it a seven and a half. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Differing opinions. Yeah. That's... Because that's, we're that's reasonable we adults. Here. We're allowed to have different <laughs> opinions, even though yours is obviously wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is now... See, yeah. if you owned Rotten Tomatoes, I'd try to get you shot down. <laughs> that's, that's very Alright, so, thanks for listening to MediaMD. We have an email address, which is mediamdpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Twitter, Elliot, mm-hmm. which is at MediaMDPodcast. That's right. So tweet at us. Tweet us, and we will be sure to get back to you. Um, next week, Brains. We're checking out Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>